I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pants. I kind of almost feel like I lied when we wrapped up the last episode and I feel bad. I feel like I have to admit to everybody that... Well, you didn't kind of Well, lied. I say goodbye to you like you were leaving, and then we just push I'm record again. Yeah. <laughs> so... I didn't know that we were going to admit to everybody that we're doing two in a row. Yes, I have to leave town where I'm, 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 and and I don't trust the internet and the place I'm going to be in, and I don't really want to have to worry about it while I'm away. So we're not, we're going to do two episodes, and um, so I can go do what I have to do, and then pick up when I come back. Boom. Exactly. And while we pushed um, stop between these two episodes, there was an earthquake. To push record again, there was an earthquake. Which I did you, not feel, and you did. Nor did I. Well, Anna felt it upstairs. She did, but, you know, also I, I was on ground level, so I felt it a little bit. I think you would feel it more upstairs. Um, Melissa felt it because she is on the west side. Oh, God. Are you ready for that? Can I say something about earthquakes? Yeah, anything. The thing, they're horrible. Like I don't, the only ones that like jar me out of my seat are like the, the, not the rolly ones, but the, like the ones that are like, they're, they're very violent. It's like, D-dush. you know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like yeah. a shake, like a really violent shake. Whereas, you know, other ones feel like a wave. But I remember, I think it was in 2019 in the summer, we had a series of earthquakes here. And there was one in particular where the after, there were aftershocks for like a good two hours. And right when you think like it's over, the next aftershock would happen. Okay. And what's your, what, what's your point? I, That's scary. My point is that I hate earthquakes. That's my point. Oh, I thought you were about to say you didn't care and you weren't scared and it was no big deal because you just rolled. No, I hate Which that. I was like, like, you're insane. I've slept through some. My dog some. just came in. She's got such dry breath. You know that like the hot breath the dog can get? Yeah, because she's scared. <laughs> Sorry, it just knocked me out when you were talking. Okay, go Mo, ahead. Apparently, Mo stopped eating. She felt it. Oh, just then? Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Listen, I'm scared shitless of earthquakes. Um, yeah. I have, th- I think I have three earthquake bags, and I didn't even get them. My girlfriend got them. She's, you know, 
ready for the apocalypse at all moments, but I'm, I'm, well, she's been, you know, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I, um, they're around and I know what's in them. I know where to grab them, but I don't really know where I'm going with it. You know what I mean? Do I grab right. the bag and then run down the street? Yeah. Screaming. What do you do with it? I had a thought the other day. Um, what if you're driving? What do you do when you're yeah, driving? I've thought of that. Do you, are you supposed to stop and pull over or keep going? I, I would not think you keep going or maintain speed. I would think you would stop. I feel like this is part. I heard you don't feel it as much when you're driving. Oh, because you're so on the ground. Right. No, because you're, you're, <laughs> you're rolling. Oh, you're moving. Right. So something, yeah, it's physics, you know, don't ask right. me. Well, I don't like them. It could be, it could be false. It's just something I've heard. Right. Anyway, I don't like it. And it's that time of year where they, that's what makes me nervous with hot weather here. Hot, dry weather. I'm like, oh, earthquake weather. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that's what I associate it with. Do you have a, do you have a, like a bug out plan, as they say? Do you know what you're going to do? Do you? I feel bad if I say I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. I know where the bag is, but what, once you, so you go get the bag. I feel like I would just drive to your house. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> what are you going to do over here? I don't First know. First of all, getting here will be a nightmare because everybody's going to But be I know in their all the cars shortcuts. trying to get out of L.A. I know all the shortcuts. Um, I don't know. At least we'd be together. Leisha, I don't know. What the fuck? I, I don't know. Well, you should know. That's my point. You should know. We all should know what we're going to do in an emergency. I mean, I would turn off the gas. I would turn off the water. Yeah. That's good. See, that's a good start. Because my um, because we're doing the bathroom, um, the guys showed me. They're like, "Do you know where your gas valve is to turn it off?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, do you want to know?" And I said, "Yeah, that would be great to know." And he's like, "Same with the water." So he showed me that, and so I know get that off. So I would turn those two things off. Um, you should get the earthquake valve for your gas pipe outside. It's it's a little ball. It's that already drops. there. Like if it it's, shakes, it's, okay. It's already there. Um, I think that comes with it. I think when you get. It gets, I think it's mandatory actually in Los Angeles, California, whatever. But yes, I have one. Um, those are the two things I know that I would do. Well, can I tell you what's going on over here? No, this isn't, this isn't me. This is, this is my girlfriend. We have, she got a fire ladder that we're going to have, <laughs> we're going to have practice at one point. If you're on the second story and there's a fire hat that's like rolls, it goes out the window and you climb down it. There's a mm -hmm. fire extinguisher, I think, in almost every, like, main room. That's smart. There's earthquake bags. There's, smart. like, backup water. Wow. There's those blankets if you, like, are in the cold, which mm -hmm. I don't, doesn't really happen here. But there's so much survival stuff around here. It makes me laugh. And it puts, I got to admit, it puts me on edge. Because <laughs> now I'm just waiting for all this horrible stuff to happen. But I'm totally prepared. When I come over next, will you show me how I get to the underground bunker? <laughs> well, right now I could throw you in the empty pool. It's sort of underground. I don't know, Kate. It's all so scary. Everything gets so scary if you think about it. Well, yeah. Like, is a telephone pole going to fall down in an earthquake? What do you do? You just move. You move out of the way. If you can. I mean, Alicia, I don't know. I mean, you really want to get deep into it. And the question the fact I want is, is you, that I want you to think about it a little more. So maybe you're, you, you and Anna will be a little more prepared. 
We, yeah, of course. We, we think about it for sure. Where am I going? Like I said, I'll... I'm going to talk to Anna about this. I call Anna. She's the producer in this family, but um, I'll probably drive to your house. I love that that's your plan. This makes me so happy. Well, what am I going to do? Go to the chateau? I don't know. I, I just... mean, Jesus, like, every, <laughs> like, where do you want me to go? I don't have a vacation home outside of Los Angeles. Then you guys need to have, you need to take part in this and have some sort of responsibility in the, the, the horrible situation we're all in. And I'm, can you do food? Can you guys do food? Like before you drive over, empty your refrigerator so can we can we all eat do, when can, you get here. Can, who Do you know who I'm with? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm giving you this job. You will always be fed. Always. Great. Food's taken care of. Okay. I'm glad you have, I'm glad you have water. We have wine and stuff too. We have wine as well. Empty so out you the can bring that. Yeah. Empty out the wine <laughs> fridge. Okay. I don't drink, so I'll just be suffering and you might and, uh, in this situation you might start <laughs> drinking. <laughs> for all dying. God forbid. Um anyway, can we move on? This is heavy and dark and I really have nothing else to say because Okay. Mercifully it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Hi, Kate and Alicia. Um, my question is, when you guys first started getting into acting or maybe even in um, school, did you ever have doubt, like, oh, this is a very competitive field uh, to go into? I don't know if I want to do this um, or should I just do something safer um, and more conventional? Or did you guys just kind of always have I guess the drive to work hard and become actors um and if you did have like second thoughts or whatever um what did you guys do to kind of combat those and make it to where you guys are today thanks bye that's a fantastic question I never thought about it for a second I knew that it was a competitive world but I didn't care at all it actually I think pushed me to work harder. I used it as, you know, the driving force behind what I was doing, besides completely and utterly loving what I was doing. I wanted to study acting. I wanted to learn everything about it and, you know, do the best I could at it. I started a band. I wanted to play everywhere I possibly could or where anyone would let us play. We, you know, I always had my guitar on me. I think, you know, and I've said it before, if you're doing what you love, there's, there's kind of no like work or fear because you just want to do that all the time. That's how I felt. I never really, it never stopped me. Did it stop you, Kate, to know how competitive it can be? No, I think me being fairly naive to it probably helped. I knew it was competitive. Everyone, everyone does, but, um, I always thought that, I don't know. I guess I always felt like something was going to come around at some point. Um, and I was naive to the Hollywood of it all. You know how people say, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Leash. Like, Oh yeah. I was in New York. So I was like, you know, doing plays and, you know, and, you know, doing that with my friends and, 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 I just had this blind optimism where I thought, you know, it's going to 
come around eventually. This is the only thing I really know how to do. I didn't go to college. You didn't either. Or like to do. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 that's probably really obvious to people. (laughs) Why? I'm just making a joke. Um, but it's, 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 I just, I'm blind optimism, honestly, naive optimism. And I think that's the beauty of being, I was so, I was, I was what, 20, when I went to the academy, I was 18, got out of there when I was 20. So around like 20, 21, it's like when I started like, you know, being out there and at that, I, I was grateful to be so young at that time, because at that age, you're like, I'll live forever. And the world is your oyster and, and you have time to, you know, figure things out or, you know, make adjustments. Yeah. Does that make sense? Am I talking yeah. nonsense? No, I mean, it's, it's exactly how I felt. So that's my advice. I don't really, I mean, that's kind of all I got. Hey, so advice. Um, I'm Amanda and I have been with a girl for about eight to nine months. And it's kind of been just more of, it was supposed to be like a fling and you know how that goes. Anyway, I fell for her harder than she fell for me. So now I'm ending in the heartbreak because she wants to pull away a little bit, but she's still in love with me. What do I do? She's my best friend and it's hard to get over her. Wait a second. Wait, hold on. I just want to say I heard a little bit of a red flag in there. They've been together for eight and nine months and she's your best friend. No, she's not. No one is your best friend after eight or nine months. Eight. Best friends are earned through time and experience. What it sounds like is that there's that idealistic lust factor, maybe a little bit of codependency, and that gets translated as best friend. She's not your best friend. And your best friend wouldn't pull back from you for X, Y, or Z reason. And if they were, you could talk to your best friend and find, you know, and, and find some sort of solution or middle ground or understanding or compromise, what have you. I just, this is the problem with, you know, you know, our, our, the, our, our relationships is that, you know, we, women, like we fuse together very, very quickly and we, we, and we think like, okay, well then that person is my everything. And it's like, you got to remember, like you are, you have a world outside of this person. You have relationships outside of this person. And they all have value. Don't put all of your value and your, everything you want and you need and you feel and blah, 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 onto this one person, especially after eight or nine months. Now, I do agree. Like if you're dating someone like for three months and like you're kind of being exclusive, it's like, you know, like after like three months of that, like, you know, figure out if this is something you want to go for. Like you don't, I don't believe in someone like stringing someone along for eight months saying, I don't know. It's like, come on, but save the best friend thing for the person who, who, who deserves it, who earned it. Mic drop. You really did. I loved it. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands. Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this, or they're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. 
it's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Kate, and hi, Lisha. I'm Sam. I'm calling because my two moms and I have agreed that they need a bit of an LGBTQ plus update, like a modern day, modern gay crash course. They are 58 and 67 and have been together for 30 years this year, which is beautiful. Yay. But their gay vernacular is pretty dated now. And when I recently came out to them as queer, one of them kind of wrinkled up her nose and essentially said, nah, you like dresses in pink and purple when you were little. And like, I'm not convinced it's more than a close friendship or a phase. So I had to say, no, mom, listen, I like making out with my girlfriend. Like, I'm attracted to women among all genders Um, in order for her to kind of get on board. Um. Yeah, so they really struggle with comprehending preferred pronouns and with the reclaiming of queerness as an inclusive term as well. Um, But I have queer friends and a great partner who want to meet them, and I want my moms to be a little more up to speed. And you two are between them and me age-wise. So aside from showing them Generation Q, which is first on our watch list this weekend, I'm wondering if you have queer authors or influencers you could recommend to these lesbians of yesteryear. Um, all about vintage gay phrases from Silk Mart as well, which I love. So I want to figure out how I can dust off my vintage gay mother's lingo so they don't become anti-lesbians. The generational divide. It, it's so big at this point. You and I, I mean, we struggle with this, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, we're not, we're not antiques yet, but you know, we've had a lot to learn because I think the world has changed so quickly that it's almost hard to believe, right? Mm -hmm. Especially the way, you know, how we were raised, not raised, how, where we're from and what the world was like when we were growing up, you know, little gay kids Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm you know, it feels like it's like warp speed. 
and the vernacular has been, you know, something for all of us to like roll with and change and learn and understand. And it's such a beautiful thing that's happened that I think in a way, what I think the missing link is the missing part of all of it is that her two moms and that generation have been sort of left behind and ignored and not um, honored because Mm -hmm. it all seems to be so easy now. And it all seems Mm -hmm. to be like, it just never was hard, you know? And it's, and Mm -hmm. I think if there's anybody who needs to learn from anybody, it's the younger generation to the older generation. I think the fact that her moms are together for 30 years is an incredible thing to recognize because I bet what they went went through in all the years they've been together is something that would blow all of our minds. And I know that she feels like she's teaching her parents in a way I feel like her parents need to be listened to. Mm-hmm. Perfectly said. Perfect. We, we talked about this um, when, when we knew this show was going to be rebooted. I mean, Alicia, you, you, you know, you're, you're the first one who brought it up saying, you know, we need to have conversations within, you know, about the generational divide between, you know, the younger cast and, and us, because so much has changed in those 15, 20 years. I don't know how much older, younger they are than us, but, you know, it's a different generation for sure. And, you know, what, what a perfect platform to, to, to have those conversations. We are still waiting to have those conversations. Hopefully we will. But um, it was, but it, it it's, this 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 call sam is precisely the point you were always trying to make with you know commentary because it's the truth and you're absolutely right about um the younger generation needs to learn a little bit from what people went through in the past i well i even remember when when i was you know in my early 20s the lesbians i knew that were older than me so they were probably in their you know 40s and 50s said the word queer and it was like a dated word. Like we were like, it's gay. You guys like, like queer was, was a word from like the seventies and it sounded so funny to me, but now it's like the umbrella term. Queer also was considered insulting as well for a period of time. Yes. Like I had to tell my mom, like I said, I was talking to my mom and the word queer came up. My mom said, oh, that's, that's, that's an offensive word. And I go, it's actually not any longer. It's been reclaimed. It's actually a point of pride. I don't, I don't relate to that word, but that's me. But so many people do now. So um, I think it takes a bit of patience on both ends. Um, it does. And, and listening. We all have so much to learn from each other. And I mean, you and I have said this, we're, we are in the middle. She, Sam's right. We're kind of like the bridge yep. between the two generations. Exactly. And it's you can turn your head left and right and you're learning something on both sides exactly. at all times. And exactly. everybody has a point and everyone should be heard. But yeah, I just wanted to, to I just wanted to like give a shout out to the moms, to the vintage gays. Yeah, to the vintage gays. Congratulations on your 30 years. Because we would not be here without them. No, we would not. Hey, Kate and Alicia, love your show. Um, I'm sitting here this morning eating my bagel and thinking how much I would miss New York City bagels if I ever moved out of the city. 
Um, so my question for you today is, what do you miss most about living in New York? Thank you. Bye-bye. I know exactly what I miss about New York. Walking. I love walking. It's my favorite thing. I was literally just going to say the same thing, but I just... Were you? Yeah. When we were in New York a couple of years ago, we just went out and we're like, let's just go out and walk around. Mm-hmm. We walked all over the place. We went to the Lower East Side, the East Side, back to the Westville. I mean, we walked all over the place just because we could. Well, my friends and I laugh when about when we lived there in the early 90s. You know, we didn't have cell phones, but for some reason and somehow we always found each other. nobody can remember how and we think it was like you would make a plan in the morning like you know i'll meet you on like yeah at like three (laughs) o'clock i'll see you at the corner of blah 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 because there's no you know even a payphone you can't call another payphone like we're nobody can understand how we always found each other and at the right times and because we would all just walk and walk and walk nobody could afford a cab back then we were just like broke kids yeah, cabs were a um, a luxury. A, I mean, a luxury, and you'd have to split it. Like you'd pile in and be mm-hmm. like, "All right, everybody," and like you're changed together and like pay for the cab ride. It was a big deal, or at least take that cab ride halfway to the destination. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it would be too much. To get some of the walking out of the way. I've done it's that true. a thousand times when I was younger. Yeah. but that's the walking. I love walking. I don't when I'm when I'm there uh, soon. I just want to walk. And that's what I love about Philly, too. I just walk. I also like um, the quality about New York where you you don't ever, well, I never, you never feel lonely there because you walk out at your door and you're just like taken care of in a way. Like there's just like company all around you or something to discover or see or be inspired by or, you know, you can stumble into a situation or like walk into a museum and, you know, have your mind blown or. It's just, um, you know, in LA, we're very isolated. You have to like find your fun and find your moments and seek them out and plan them and plan ahead. And, you know, it's like, yeah, no, New York is like, New York is constantly stimulating mm-hmm. and everywhere, in every direction on every street. Yeah. I like, you know what I love about New York is that all walks of life are, we're all sharing that. Well, it's the biggest melting pot. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Of course. That's what makes the city. I know, but I love that melting pot. We're here. It's a bit more, you know, like it's, you know, it's very, it's, you know, segregated a bit in this town. And, 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 and I miss that. I love that. But we don't deal with each other as much over here either. You know, we're all in cars and I don't know. So different. Yeah, but even neighborhoods, like, you know, some neighborhoods are more bougie than others. Where in New York, it's like you could be in a bougie neighborhood, but the rest of the world doesn't care, like, or the rest of New right. York City doesn't care. And it's just, you know, like you said, it's a melting pot of people in every direction. And I just have always loved that. Hi, Kate and Nisha. I need some advice about a woman I've briefly started talking to. Uh, for background, we met briefly at a bar about a month ago, and I gave my number. It was sort of like, it was a lightning bolt moment when I saw her, so I couldn't really pass up that opportunity. But is living in the same state as me and is about to move even further away to a program that will take four years to complete. Um, she's visited me once and I'm about to visit her too. I did catch feelings very quickly and really want to start a serious relationship with her. She makes me feel more like myself and more genuinely happy than I've ever been. I 
feel like um, when I'm talking to her. So I'm not sure how to approach the topic of starting something serious or even sure if it would be smart to because of the distance. So let me know what you guys think. And if you have any advice, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. I say take the risk. It's it's yeah. uh, It's worth it, you know, and this person might be just as interested in making it work long distance as you are. I don't know how far away you're going to be from each other, but I don't see anything wrong or why you should stop yourself from at least um, speaking your truth and seeing what, how she feels. The only regrets I've ever had were regarding things that I was scared to do at the time. And I look back and I think I could have done that. Why didn't I just do it? And I, and it sounds to me that if you do hold it in and bottle that up, you're going to be playing the what if game for however long it takes to move past it. And you'll always wonder, and that's going to drive you insane. And to be honest, what's the worst she could say? She could say no. And then at least, you know, and then you don't have to ponder and the distance thing. Well, that will certainly help with that. And if she says yes, well, I haven't done, I'm not completely well-versed in long distance relationships, but I, I know a few people who had successful ones. And the one thing they always said was that, um, you know, it's always good to have a time limit with distance, you know, it's like, you can't, you know, it's always, so if it's, you know, if you're going to be long distance for four, don't keep it open-ended. Yeah. Don't make that open-ended and like have a maybe plan. Precisely. Like have an end, end date, whether it's four years, five years, eight months, whatever. But um, as long as you don't keep that open-ended, it can be successful. It's just a commitment. And I don't know, it sounds kind of nice. I mean, I get the thing that you want to be in like the same city and share things and you'll be missing her and she can't always be there and you can't always be there. But it's also kind of nice that you get to live your own life and have your autonomy and and do the things you want to do and then devote like you know whatever agreement you guys have like whether it's like you see each other every two weeks or every week or whatever it is and devote those few days to one another and keep it special and sweet and see where it goes but i think i'm getting ahead of myself uh just say how you feel you'll feel better and that's what matters Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, Kate and Leisha. My name's Kristen. I'm a veterinary ophthalmologist calling from Boston, Mass. I'm a new homeowner as of almost a year now, and I love hearing you guys talk about your home improvement project. I've been having so much fun with a lot of different projects at my new house. It's an absolute blast. And as much as I wish I could do everything myself, as you know, there are definitely times when you just have to hire someone. So I'm wondering what advice you have on how to find someone that will not only do the job well, but will also communicate with you effectively. I'm just feeling super discouraged with the whole process. Like, even when I feel like I've done all the research I can to hire the right person, I'm constantly let down by either work not being done as well as I'd hoped or people just refusing to call me back. 
I do feel like my expectations from these people are reasonable, but lately I feel like all I can do is lower my expectations, which is really bumming me out. Bye. I understand what she's saying. And Leisha, I know you understand what she's saying because you just went through it. I've gone through it in the past and I'm currently going through it as we speak. You look confused. Do you understand her? No, I'm like, I found that in some of these I, that I that I interrupt too much. So I'm, this my new approach today is to sit back and listen. Oh. All right. Sorry. Well, Does it seem like th- I'm not like I fell asleep? No, you had a moment of confused. I didn't understand if you were if I had to explain <laughs> much no, like I had. I'm to ask totally you and, following you. I'm oh, following okay. I you. see. So you're giving. Okay. So all right. I'll have the floor for a minute then. Um, what was her name? Crystal, the veterinary ophthalmologist. I can go back to this approach. Of interrupting you all the time. Well, no. Does that no, feel it's better? Quite nice Does it feel act- better? No. <laughs> um, anyway, um, this is the situation. This is what I've come to realize is that I don't know what kind of work you're having to get done. I don't know if it's a big job. Um, I think plumbing and electricity are two things you should always hire a professional to do. Um Unless it's like little tiny electrical things, but for big stuff, always hire um, electrician or a plumber. Those two things you do not want to mess around with. But if it's a big job and you have to hire a contractor or whatnot, it's funny. It's such a it's a male dominated industry, and some woman calls and says, "I want to build an addition, or I want to tear this down, or I want to remodel that, whatever the hell it may be." And there is this subtle, unspoken sort of judgment of them looking at you saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Or just like, I get it. I, you know. And, and you could say, t- say to them 20 different ways to Sunday. I've done this before. I, I'm I, like, I, I know, but they still are like, yeah, but still you don't know. And so you're constantly having, and so you're co- not having to prove yourself, but you kind of have to deal with this like subtle sort of attitude. I'm experiencing it currently with you know, who my favorite person, um, with worker, like, so you get someone to call you back, you have them, you call them up, they come do the job. Let's, you know, let's move past them, not calling you back. And they start it. You have to be on top of them every day, go up and see what they're doing. How's it going? How's the electrical? How's this? You have to be on top of it. You have to say to them as many times as possible. No, I want it this way. And if they don't like it, well, too bad because it's not their house. Unless it's a structural problem, then you shouldn't do it. But you have to be on top of them. You have to be the fucking squeaky wheel. So every day they're like, all right, we're going to come back and finish tomorrow before they leave. Great. What time should I expect you? Oh, uh, between eight and nine. Okay. Eight, and nine. That's true. Like, you do have to do. You've got to well, be on them. My advice would first be if it, if you know anybody who has worked with somebody before, that's always the best place to start get you know a real referral from someone you like or something you saw you know done that you're like where who did that or how did how you know and what was your experience like i also go to yelp a lot i do i like i love hearing people's real like honest reviews of businesses or people you know running businesses and then i had a, had an experience recently where i'm making my fence taller I I wanted it made out of cedar and then I'm pretty, no, I'm 100% sure he's tried to put pine up. And Mm. I was like, that's pine. He's like, no, it's cedar. I'm like, that's pine. Mm. Like, don't try to, don't try to, like, I'm not stupid. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Don't what I'm charge talking. me like, for cedar and pay for pine. And also, pine is an, an outdoor. Difference. Right. So, mm-hmm. I do think you know you're right that you have to be on top of people, and and sadly, people do want to take advantage of you at certain times, and you just have to. I don't know. Stay on top of it, Kate. That's really good advice. Just don't let them get away with it. I well, I'm just like I'm living it currently. Like every day, I'm living it. Like I like I, you know, like you know, you know my circumstance that I'm in right now. Like I'm living it, and so it's just you know, I go up there a couple times a day. I'm like, how's it going? All right, what are we doing here? Like I got into a thing about uh, towel rods. Did I tell you my towel rod? thing? Well, kind of. You, you didn't really, you didn't want to go into it last time you brought well, it up. I, well, we won the tile rod conversation. But the point is, it was this unnecessary conversation to have where it's like, and you basically have to kill these people with logic. You have to kill, I had a, we, well, I didn't, Anna did, because Anna, Anna's really good at this stuff. But um, she killed him with logic. And he eventually was like, oh yeah, yeah I see your point. But it's like, I shouldn't have to, no one should have to explain this to you. Just like step back and take a look at what I'm saying, actually listen to what I'm saying. And until you do, I'm going to be on your ass and I'm going to ride you because it's my money and it's my home. You know, when I was working on my, my gas station in Marfa, when I was like renovating that, I went out with my friend Brad a lot and we did a lot of the work. Like he taught me how to do electrical stuff and plumbing, whatever. And then I, you know, I'd stay out there for like a month or something each time. And he, when like it came to like pouring cement or like where these sort of bigger jobs would happen, mm-hmm. he was like, let me talk to the guys. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I think like we have like a thing going on, like me and you know, the team of people, you know, or whatever. And he's like, no, he's like, it's just something where like they, when men start talking to, <laughs> to a woman, it's just a, I mean, it's what you were saying. I hate to say it. I sound like a, what like, what do you think you sound like i don't know i just think like they do they just kind of look at you like yeah 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 yes they do and, and he's like no he's like i can he's like when they talk to me i'm holding them accountable like they can't bullshit me they can bullshit you and i'm like they're not bullshitting me he's like yes they are <laughs> like you just don't know it you don't see it yeah i don't yeah they can bullshit you i mean they can like yeah, they can for sure. I, especially if you don't know exactly, really, you're not really well versed in whatever it is they're doing. Of course, and that's going to happen a lot because we don't, you know, we only know so much. We're DIYers. It's not, you know, if they're talking about like a support system or a beam and a post and the, how they go, to, you're like, okay, now it's over my head. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like we were, um, uh, we were, we were um, trying to figure out a niche. Did I tell you about the show? We had a niche discussion, but we, we were did. trying to figure out the we were trying to figure out the niche on one side on the wall, and ideally, I just wanted a long, uninterrupted one. And I said, I think this might be a support wall. No, it can't be. It's it's inter- it's an interior wall. And I was like, ah, but I think you know the joists. I was like, if you tell me the joists are going this way and that way, that means this is going to be a support wall because of the joists. I don't I don't know if I can do that because it's a support wall. So they had to bust it open to take out the piping and redo it. And what do you know? Who was right? This one right here. It was a support wall. So he, And he probably really respected you after he, that you were right. I don't know if he did or not. I don't care oh. if he did. The point is, it's like, I'm not an idiot. Right. <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, they had to demo everything, right? So like the demo guys show up and they just like, 
smashing shit and tossing it out. And, you know, I don't I don't get in their way when they're doing that. But, you know, I, I at one point, I think they were on a lunch break and I went upstairs to see the progress and I'm looking and they put Ram board all over the stairs and all over the floor and everything's covered in plastic. But I look down at the floor and I'm, I'm like, did, did they tape this with duct tape on my wood floors? And they did. And so I had to pull up all the duct tape and I saw all this residue the duct tape was leaving on like beautiful wooden floors. That, that sucks. Aren't. Exactly. And they finished, they come up for lunch and I'm like, hey guys, I was like, who told you duct tape was a good idea? And they're like, what? And I was like, who told you duct tape was a good idea? <laughs> oh, well, nobody told us. And, I, and, and I'm like, nobody told you? I, I was like, this is, I was like, you are the demo guys, right? You do this all the time? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I hope to God you don't put duct tape on any other client's house or they're going to have the reaction I have. I was like, where's your painter's tape? Oh, well, it's over there. Then use painter's tape. You're ruining my floors. We're not doing the bedroom. We're doing the bathroom. But I might have to do the bedroom now that you put duct tape to secure the ram board. What are you <laughs> fucking thinking? Do you know a good floor guy? I might need to find one because they put the fucking duct tape. I got it off. Like I fixed it. And, you know, I called the, the, my, my, my other guy and I was like, hey, tell your demo guys to stop doing that. And I guess they got a talking to and whatever. It's not my problem. Point is, it's like, I'm not a spring chicken. You think, like, what is this? Lazy? Fucking lazy? And I'm not trying to be a man-hater. I like men. I have no issue. But it's like, there's just this, like, sort of quality with, like, workers that come into your home where they think, oh, well, she doesn't know. She doesn't care. Well, I do know, and I do care. Sorry. I'm, here, I, here. I, no, don't. Yeah. You're in the middle. You're in the thick of it right now. Fucking duct tape. Fucking that duct sucks, tape. That sucks, Kate. Okay. So, anyway, that was another fun-filled day of pants. Other than like where you went on too long and we edited the whole thing out and you bored me and I fell asleep. I know. I'm sorry. About your rough in plumbing. Uh, Other than that, it was fantastic. And I love you. And now you really are leaving I town. I love you too. I know, but it's only for a week. We'll be okay. And like I said, I have phone service where I'm going. We can text and call and do what we usually do. All right. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Leisha Haley, produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox.